HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Do you need a CPA that you can trust with all your taxes and financial needs? Look no further than Joanne Flash Fleming at Fleming & Associates CPA. For more info, go to flashfleming.com or email Joanne directly at j-o-a-n-n-f-l-e-m-i-n-g at flashfleming.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum from the Brooklyn Kitchen, a cooking store located at 100 Frost Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Join me every Wednesday as I talk with people about what they do and how it influences their personal food stories. This is a show about people, life, and food. Today is episode number 63 of Feast Your Ears. Uh, I hope that all of you listening have listened to every one of those episodes, all the other 62, including this one. If you haven't, you can find them all archived at heritageradionetwork.org on iTunes and on Stitcher. Uh, today, I'm very pleased to be joined by phone. Uh, I have Devere Posey with me. Devere is a wide receiver who played for Ohio State and was a third-round draft pick in 2012 for the Houston Texans. After playing for the Texans for a few years, he had brief stints with the Jets and the Denver Broncos. And now he's a member of the Toronto Argonauts in the Canadian Football League. Thanks, Devere, for making time to chat. How you guys doing? I, I apologize for talking. I was trying to quiet my son down, but happy no. to be here today. Oh, it's all good. How old is your son? He's two. Nice, nice. Oh man, it gets more exciting. It gets more exciting. I've got a three-year-old and a seven-year-old, so watch out. Amen. 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 <laughs> um, so uh, really pleased to have you on the show today. Um, can you, uh, you know, give a brief introduction um, to who you are? Um, you know, you're a wide receiver. Some of the listeners may not be football followers. Can you explain what that means? Like what, what's your job on the football team? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I play, I play American football. Uh, I mean, I grew up playing American football. I had an opportunity to go to college and get a Degree, you know, full ride scholarship. Graduated from the Ohio State University. Um, had to play under Jim Trestle. Learned a lot of good things. He's now a, a president of the University of uh, Youngstown State. Uh, had a great opportunity from school to get drafted and play three years for the Texans. Uh, got traded to the Jets. Uh, 
got familiar with the New York City area a bit um, and uh, loved my time there and great fans of, you know, Morristown, New Jersey. Um, and besides that, you know, I got then I went from there and played in Denver. And what I really do is uh, um, my job is to get open and catch the football and run past defenders. So uh, I've been I've been best enough to get paid to run and catch. So sounds um, sounds and, great. Yeah, <laughs> it's been it's been awesome, man. And uh, so uh, so now, do you live in Toronto since you're playing up there? Uh, no, I, it's like a six months out of the year kind of gig. Uh, I go up and I'm um, just rent a place, and uh, I'm in uh, South Florida. You know, when I'm not in Toronto, so my wife and my son, my wife works here, and my son lives here too as well. Oh wow! So you you commute back and forth even during the season? Well, I mean, uh, I, I put in, I put in, I stay up there. But I mean, I might come down on a bye week. It's, it's not really like commuting, you know. Sure. If I get some free time, I'll come home. But it's, you know, go to go to work for six months and yep. come back home and enjoy the sun. Oh, it sounds it sounds great. Uh, you grew up in Cincinnati, right? So it's kind of you know weather wise probably a little bit sim- more similar to Toronto than Florida. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Ohio, you get all four seasons in that place. Yep. And uh, your brother also is a professional athlete, right? Yes. Yes. He's, he's played in the NFL, bounced around for teams, and then uh, eventually landed in the CFL for two years. And now he's uh, he's trying to decide if he's going to go back and play, but he's training. He's training combine guys, kids getting ready for the combine, leaving college, and he's also you know training high school kids and other pro athletes as well. I mean, I have to imagine that, you know, I mean, it, it's it's one of the most grueling jobs out there, right? So, I mean, there's only so many years you can do it. I mean, people look to someone like Tom Brady, who's been, you know, clearly is like, you know, a, a ancient when it comes to how old you can be and still play football. Oh, man. Well, I mean, Tommy B, man, he's a, he's the greatest of all time. He's a, he's a model when it comes to taking care of your body, eating right, uh, you know, staying in shape. I mean, it's uh, it's no secret that he's been able to play this long. I mean, he's probably militant when it comes to his uh, what pays his bills, and that's his body. Sure, so, and, and we've I mean, I, we've I, obviously come a long way since the old days, right? I mean, you know, you read stories about Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and those guys having cigarettes before going up to bat and going out and eating steak and drinking you know red wine all night and then going to play ball. Well, I, I, I'm saying they they say they and they say this. Not me. I'll repeat. Baseball is the one sport you can play with a hangover. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine football. I mean, it must be it must be bad enough on your head getting tackled when you're you know fully rested. I can't imagine with a hangover. Oh man, I mean, it's a it's a beautiful game, man. I mean, in the sense of all its uh, aggression and 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 the toll it takes on your body, man. It's a beautiful game, and when I say beauty, I'm speaking in the terms of you know the lessons you learn. Sure. Uh, you know what it teaches you just on a yearly basis your internal clock with taking care of your body getting up and training at this time of year uh you know teach financial lessons um you know football's like life when it comes to adversity yep. you know dealing with trying to get a spot you know it's the same thing i mean that's the beauty of professional sports and and the reason why i think people love watching the super bowl is because who doesn't like to root for the underdog who doesn't like to see guys go through this whole season of you know, ups and downs and somehow still make it to the mountaintops. You know, it's, it, it's beauty in that, just like there's beauty in life of having ups and downs and making it to the mountaintops. But it's 
soon as that season is over, just like as soon as the next year is over, you got to do it all again and grind and go through whatever the next year brings you. So it's a lot of parallels, I believe. Sure, and, and it doesn't ever get any easier, right? I mean, you've got to work just as hard one year to the next. It's not, you know, it doesn't that doesn't change. Just like life. Yep. <laughs> So you, you brought up food a little bit. Um, you know, I'd love to, obviously, this show and this network is based around food. I would love to uh, understand, you know, from, from you as a professional athlete, um, what your relationship is like to food. So, you know, maybe we can start in now, which is in the season. Um, you know, what does a regular day uh, look like for you as far as training, as far as eating, uh, game day versus a regular day? Well, so you're asking me about what's what's my food regimen? What's yeah? What's what's your food regimen? Season or during season? Um, I mean, let's start the seasons on. Uh, I mean, we're in off season now. Is that right? Yeah, we're in off season. Yeah. Now. So, so what you know? What's your what's your regimen like now? Like, obviously, you're running. You're chasing after your son. That's a lot of that's a lot of training right there. <laughs> well, I, I I wear him down every day. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I wake up. I mean, uh, three days out of the week, I, I like to go to Pilates in the early morning and. Um, when I get up, I, I truly believe in uh, hydration. Um, I believe in drinking half of my body weight in ounces to be super hydrated. Uh, and I think at that point, my muscles and tissues and ligaments and joints uh, optimize the best. So just so just so I understand ever. what you're saying there. So, you know, I weigh 220. So that means that I, if I was following that regimen, I would drink 110 ounces of water a day. Amen. Got it. Amen. Got it. I, and I and I and I would recommend that for even if you're not training. Sure. It's uh, it's uh, it, it, the the body needs water. Um, it helps the organ. It makes everything works better. Digesting food, all of the above. So I, I try to start the, the day off with, with down in two waters. Um, I, I'm a big big fruit eater. Uh, I always start off with two bananas, an apple, some vitamin C. I can get an orange, and then uh, I, I like to have you know a little bar or something like that. Uh. But um, and, and then I'll go and I do Pilates and I come home, you know, wake up, you know, get my son eating. Then I'll probably have some oatmeal, post meal, and then uh, then I'm headed to my second workout at 10 o'clock. Uh, so I do Pilates at seven. I come home, hang out for an hour or so, and then I and I do refuel, get some oatmeal in me, you know, another type of breakfast food. Or if not, I'm doing oatmeal. I'll do. Uh, my wife likes to do these little breakfast quiches, like mm. to put. Uh, and Kendall taught us about this. My older brother. It's uh, you put egg whites in a pan, and then we'll just put like spinach. We're loaded with like spinach, mushrooms, uh, and maybe uh, you know maybe some onions or what have you. And then you know uh, we'll have those in the freezer. You can just pop them in the microwave. I might warm one of those up if I if I'm not doing oatmeal. Nice. Um, and then I go and do my cardio workout. Um, from there, have do a nice little two-hour cardio, and it could either be you know running on the field, cutting, or just. Running on an oversized treadmill, you know, working my uh, speed formula, stride length, time stride frequency, trying to get faster. And then uh, after that, I eat a nice solid lunch, and then I'm pretty much in I mean, in downtime, you know, hanging out with the family. And I always do a nice stretching session. And, and we like to eat uh, uh, a big – I'm a big fish guy, so I do a lot of cold water fish because they have natural anti-inflammatories in them. Sure. Or uh, I'll do bison. Uh, just because it's the leanest of the beef. Yep. And um, and then I, and I like to do lean chicken too as well. Um, with uh, and and we like to replace like chicken for you know beef. So we have like chicken tacos or like chicken spaghetti or turkey tacos or turkey spaghetti or shrimp. T- you know different things like that. And that helps me kind of maintain uh, you know 200 to 205 body weight. Yep. And um, and then before you know I, I'm a late night. I'll be honest with you guys. Like I, I believe if I work hard all day. I can have a cookie or ice cream bar. <laughs> so that's your but, midnight snack? 
that if if I'm like you know, and that's in the, that's that's like calm. But if I'm in like serious training, like I have a piece of fruit. But uh, I, I believe if I earn it, you know, I, I can have maybe one thing, and, and it really doesn't kill me. You know, it really sure. doesn't do too much to me, and uh, and and I'm human just like anyone else. Yeah. So uh, and that's really much my off-season workout, man. I, I try to keep it in there, and I, I enjoy my cheat meals. Um, I go to Shake Shack <laughs> once a week if I can. Nice. Or uh, you know, have some pizza on Thursdays or something like that. But I get I get one cheat meal, one to two cheat meals a week. And what about alcohol? Oh, when I'm training, not no no liquor, no, liquor, no binging, yeah. no link, no liquor, no binging. I might have a a beer with a basketball game or some crawfish or some shrimp, you know, some broiled shrimp. I like that beer with uh, with like it's, it's a lot of places down here like that. You go get some broiled shrimp and some crab legs. I like to have a beer with that, and then um, I might have a glass of wine, but that's it. So no, no liquor, no binging. So just so the listeners understand, you know, the life of a professional athlete is not if you're like it's not like ballers if people are watching, right? <laughs> well, no, it's actually it's scary that, that that show has a lot of parallels to top guys in the league. Now, sure, when I got drafted, somebody told me say everybody doesn't experience the same NFL, and, right. and it's true. You know, a lot right. of people think you're in the NFL, your life is like in Dominican Sue's, or your <laughs> life is like Antonio Brown, and, right? So that's only the one two percent of, of the course, NFL. Of course, of <laughs> course. Besides that, everybody's like me, you know, working, grinding hard. Yeah. Some guys have other jobs. You know, I do other things with my free time besides just play ball. Like I have a foundation and, and a business that I'm a partner in as well that has to do in the health field, health sector, and and it's you know, and that's what I like to do with my time. But you know, my NFL experience is different than everybody else, and. That's the beauty of it. I mean, you talked about parallels to the rest of life, right? I mean, it's the same thing. There's the one or two percent at the top, and we all, you know, we see those guys driving their Lamborghinis and flying in their private jets, and the rest of us are out here working hard every day. I mean, and I, and I think you know, professional sports get kind of put in all funneled into that one tunnel of, hey, you know, don't be a whiny baby. You know, <laughs> you're getting paid millions and this and that, and it's like. Well, football is the one professional sport where it's not guaranteed. Basketball and baseball is guaranteed. Right. You know, right. You, you, in football, they can cut you and your pace stops immediately. Yep. yep. You know, so it's, it's, it's a little different. So, and then during the season, I mean, one of the things I noticed looking at the, looking at the schedule for the CFL, um, and I guess it's, you know, it's a little bit like this in the NFL, but it seemed like the, the time slots for games were much more spread out. I saw some games at 1 p.m. and some games that don't start till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's subject because it's uh, you know it's East Coast West Coast scheduling sure. times to time, sure. time zones. But it's it is man. It's it's not like a every Sunday kind of thing. It's it, it's uh, and that challenges you in the CFL. It's it's more games. It's eighteen games, and it's uh, and it also they're not on a weekly schedule, so you really can't get that that clock going like you can with the NFL. You know, I, right. I remember when I played, I would have hey game on Sunday, Monday get a workout Tuesday, massage, go do something in the community or with my foundation. Wednesday, it's, you know, it's like you get on a schedule, but CFL, it changes. So you kind of have to be able to, you know, be flexible with your regiment in the CFL. And then, so, I mean, when you are, you know, during the season, when you do have a game, do you have, uh, you know, do you have certain foods that you eat on game days that you avoid on game days? Well, uh, I mean, I, I try to stay away from the breads and the dairy mm. uh, night before just because I want to be light. And um, I, I like to stay lean. You know, I, I do a salad and, you know, some spaghetti, you know, some, some beef spaghetti. 
and uh, you know some some types of carbs, um, anything. You know, if you're on the road, you might go get a good good small piece of fillet, something like that. And, yep. And uh, you know, sort of like sort of that kind of thing. You know, night before, but it, it's it's crazy as it seems, man. It, it, just because of your schedule, it, it's it's easier in the off season to stay on a regiment food wise. Right. Right. It is because the thing's more calm. You know, you're not studying, you're not game planning, you're not staying late. You know, and and you're not traveling in the same way, right? And you're, I mean, not, you're moving exactly, around for exactly. games. Exactly. Exactly. Is there anything? I mean, um, do you or any of the players eat anything during the game? You know, the way like marathoners, you know, will eat a power bar in the middle of a marathon, that kind of thing. Yeah, the locker room is filled with bananas, apple and oranges. You know, Gatorade bars, protein shakes. Uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, coffee, you know, believe it or not, you know, a, a, a shot of Joe before a game is really all you need to get you hype. I don't really even need a, a pre-workout. Sure. <laughs> old-fashioned co- old fashioned coffee on the way to the stadium. Yep. yep. We'll have a day. I mean, we'll that's, a that's what gets me up every morning when I get up with my three-year-old. So, you know. <laughs> Hey, hey man, it. you go have a day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors here. And when we come back, I'd love to uh, love to follow up and hear more about your foundation. For sure, definitely. We'd love to talk to you about that and something else I'm working on. Are you filing your own taxes and driving yourself crazy? Do you think a professional can do a better job of finding legal deductions? Do you own a business and need help with the accounting and taxes? Are you a not-for-profit business that needs financial guidance? Are you just plain tired of your boring accountant and looking for some fresh eyes? Try Fleming & Associates CPA. At Fleming & Associates, Joanne Flash Fleming can quantify anything in a flash. She'll do your taxes, assess your worth, and is even a forensic accountant an investigator of white-collar crime. Joanne Fleming once said, It was terribly hard for me to read Moby Dick, but put a financial statement or a tax return in front of me, it's like a novel. Imagine that. Has the political and financial news got you feeling down? Joanne Fleming was the accountant for the Occupy Wall Street movement back in 2010. Who better to trust with your financial secrets? For more info, go to flashfleming.com or email Joanne directly, J-O-A-N-N-F-L-E-M-I-N-G at flashfleming.com. Welcome back to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum from the Brooklyn Kitchen. And joining me today by phone, I've been speaking with Devere Posey, who's a wide receiver for the Toronto Argonauts in the Canadian Football League. And before the break, um, we were touching on what Devere's sort of normal regimen is, both in off-season and on-season, for training and food. And uh, you mentioned, Devere, that you have a foundation. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, my foundation is called Pocket Full of Posies. Uh, and um, we started it in 2013. Uh, we really kind of got the motivation for it just, just due to, you know, the way our mom raised uh, me and my three brothers and sisters. Uh we just kind of grew up always being aware of what we put in our body. Um, always, uh, we were always active, and our mother always made it a point that we knew how important nutrition was. And um, I think we kind of grew up different than people. You know, we would go to sleepovers. We would we would say no to pizza and chicken wings, and after <laughs> they had any vegetables, like 
You know, it was just kind of like how we grew up. And yeah, man, you, uh, so we kind of got motivation both. from there. That's... And uh, we started, we, we wanted to serve under, you know, under, our, our main goal was to serve underprivileged communities as far as uh, attacking food deserts. And that kind of like just coming up with that idea, you know, you kind of stumble on different things. And we just kind of figure like, hey, it might be a platform for us if we attack the problem, you know, of hydrating fueling and refueling and fueling during the game for young athletes hmm. so we use we use the football camp as a platform to garner you know grants from the nfl different restaurants and make partnerships with healthy foods in the cincinnati area where we grew up to put on a camp slash uh festival kind of venue where we have tents and and our main objective was to have the festival was to keep the parents there and not just drop the kids off because we, we figured if we start from the top of the pyramid, it would trickle down. So it was a, a great time. We had teachers. We have teachers on our board, our foundation board, and, and we have such a great – I have such a great opportunity to work with some great people when you're talking about our executive board, man. It's, it's a group of ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Uh, we have a guy who's worked in grant writing for over 20 years. We have two teachers on our board to help us with messaging for kids. We have a new, two nutritionists on board. Uh, we have different people in the business field to help us in, uh, gain and garner relationships with different companies and keep those partnerships and those relationships for services as is. And, um, and, and it's been able to have restaurants like Chipotle, Cadoba, um, Montgomery Inn is a big restaurant in Cincinnati, Ohio, come out and sponsor us and, and really bring the healthiest things on their menu and also – just so after, you know, the parents come, they drop the kids off, the kids go and they do the football thing. You know, we could talk yep. about that forever. They right. go and do football. But, you know, what the parents do, they sit under a tent and they get nutritional knowledge on the right things that kids need to eat in the morning to get their brain going, different foods that, that increase, you know, mental awareness. Um, at that point, we, we, we teach them how to pack a lunch and what kids need in their lunch, what they should eat, you know, when they come home or what they should eat on the weekend, how much pizza and fried chicken and hamburgers is too much. Yep. You know, yep. how much how much fast food is, is, is overload. We talk about that. And then we also want to teach the parents on how to get the kids ready for activities. Because a lot of parents think, oh, you just eat whatever, you know, you've been eating all week. But, no, you know, those kids are going out there. They're going to be in the hot sun. Although they're kids, they get dehydrated and, yep. and they get, you know, fatigued. We want to just make sure they know, you know, this is what the kids need to do before uh, competition and workouts, and this is what the kids need to do while they're playing, you know, what they need to eat at halftime, some oranges, maybe a slice of peanut butter and jelly during halftime. And then after the game, this is what you should feed them. And, and people loved it, man, and they, they, it was awesome. And, and we've been able to do that and garner more relationships. And what we're trying to do is continue to make uh, partnerships with different companies who have products in the health sector, you know, supplements in the health sector. Sure. And uh, we've been blessed to meet all types of people and garner relationships with them. I mean, that's 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 awesome. It's really, I think it's a great idea that you're that you're both teaching the kids, and that obviously the physical part of it is what draws the kids in, right? I mean, you've got kids who want to learn from professional athletes, so you and your brother can you know can can be a part of that. But really, you know, teaching the parents, I think, is so so important. And then. You know, one thing that I think a lot about with my kids is even though we talk a lot at home, I mean, I grew up, it sounds like very similar to you when, you know, I would go for sleepovers and they had sugar cereal. 
I mean, it was like, you know, the only time I ever got sugar cereal was at another kid's house. Like we, that stuff exactly. did not come across our doorway at home. Amen. 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 <laughs> and so, you know, we don't, we don't keep that stuff in the house at all, my wife and I, but you know, our daughter yep. will go to a sleepover and she'll come home and she'll say, you know, how come we don't have Captain Crunch? How come we, you know, and so having those kinds of conversations with your kids and how do you talk about it? And how do you explain to them that, you know, sure, those things are fine once in a while, right? I mean, we all, you know, we all like to have a soda once in a while and do that stuff, but that you can't have that every day, every meal. Amen. Amen. And, that, and that's something that we always talk about, too, with our parents is uh, because a big thing is like, well, I don't have money to eat. Healthy. I don't have money to, to cook night every well, you know, eat, eat well every night. You know, fast food is good. I don't want to wait for work. But what we wanted to do was teach people how to shop in the grocery stores you know i don't i don't know how to you know the brooklyn bodegas are but down here in florida and ohio all the grocery stores are set up the same you know it's it, yep. it, the crap is in the middle of the yeah. in the middle of the grocery <laughs> totally. store and we just teach every parent to shop on the outside ring yep that's all you really need you might need a few items in there and inside the the, the rings you know snack purposes you know sure. what, what have you but if you're doing all of your shopping going up going you know horizontal instead of in a 360 at a grocery store you're shopping incorrectly totally we, just, we, 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 we thought that you know that would be helpful for people just understanding the produce and you know the meats and vegetables the correct dairy to get you know it's, it's really all you need to make a good solid meal and it's so ingrained in my lifestyle that i, I kind of forget you know how people around me grew up and how people still live and it's just i mean hey it's it's uh it's a it's a real epidemic that i think is going on and and uh it, it's silently killing america yeah absolutely i mean i you know i we come from the we come from the same point of view uh that you know people need to understand how to feed themselves and in fact once you know how to cook some, cook for yourself and feed yourself you know it's not more, it's it's not more expensive and it doesn't even take longer i mean to be honest i mean if you had to drive to a mcdonald's and wait in the drive through and pick up the food you know you could make you could make fresh pasta at home faster <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yes um, yeah. And uh, you mentioned that uh, you have a, some other new projects. You have a business project you're working on as well. Yeah, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the study of pharmacogenomics. No, tell me about it. It's, I, I was playing. I played in Houston, Texas, for uh, three years. And I got an opportunity to meet a, a great group of guys, uh, Trace Boyd, and um, the athletic lab down there. And uh, they partnered with a lab in uh, a lead pathologist, Kevin Rosenblatt, uh, took a keen interest. To, uh, the human genome project right um he, he basically took you know his, his life fortune and, and mapped out the genes of the body and basically created biomarkers or developed biomarkers that basically tell you anything about a human's uh, metabolism and ability to break down over-the-counter drugs pharmaceuticals nutraceuticals all the way from anti-inflammatories to any inside you can think of all the way to cancer medicine to hiv medicine so it's really uh, so I joined in as a partner, and, uh, and we're really kind of marketing the different platforms on uh, really trying to implement and attack the war on prescription drugs, mm. if, if you want to say, uh, under the whole big umbrella. And it's not really we're attacking that, but we're really trying to attack it by caring patient by patient. Um, some patients we work with, have, I have taken up to, you know, you know, two to 25 medications, you know, in a day. Wow. And, uh, and and that person qualifies for a pharmacogenomics swab test. So it's a simple buccal swab. We take it, we swab the right and left side of your mouth, and uh, we can basically tell you. So Harry and Dave, we can tell you guys how 
you break down any medicine, you know, that that's on our list that we test for at a fast rate, slow rate, or a moderate rate. And from that rate, we can basically tell you, so, hey, if you're a, a hyper metabolizer of, let's say, Adderall, yep. um, you can... You can, we can lower your dosage right. because you metabolize fast, so we can be able to uh, manage it better. So say you're a hypo metabolizer, you're slow, we can increase it. So it's basically trying to give physicians, pharmacies, people in the medical field the best medication management tools at their disposal. And from there, you know, it's, uh, it's, I like to tread lightly, but, it's, you know, for lack of a better term, take the guesswork out of the game, you know, and, and it's... Uh, People go to school for a bunch of years and, you know, and they have a lot of diagnostic tools and a lot of symptom tools. We just want to be able to add to their pot to make them and their lifestyle better and make physicians and their, you know, and how they diagnose people better. Well, I think, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. It, that sound, I mean, it's a, it's a fascinating project. I'm excited to, to research it after the show and, and learn more about it. <laughs> you know, something I, that, that has always seemed strange to me is that, you know, for as advanced as we are in the medical profession, drugs seem to only come in these sort of wide chunks, right? It's like 10 milligrams, 50 milligrams, 100 milligrams, 200 milligrams. And the idea yeah. that everybody who, you know, that one, the two people standing next to each other who have different metabolism, different body types, different medical history ate something different for breakfast you know are going to metabolize you know oh you both need a 200 milligram pill doesn't make any sense right i mean we're at a point where we can take a heart out of one person and put it in another person and yet you know we're feeding people drugs like with a fire hose it doesn't really work so so it's it's the idea of personalized medicine sure hit it right on the head personalized medicine and and for me it kind of hit home just because you know, I you know, I you know, you know, per my contract, I can't really disclose patients, but sure. to be able to see someone go from a, a, you know, a high level of drugs per day, and cut it down, you know, and cut that pill number down by you know three to six pills, that's that's life changing, you know, and, and that and that's getting people healthy fast, yeah. you know, and that's and that's attributing to the patient's general health, and then just the world that we live in with big farm and drugs and rep companies, I mean, I. I feel like I see more companies for drugs and pills that you're supposed to take, and they're they're claiming you know all their side effects on here. It's almost like why would I take this pill if, they, if I'm listening to the commercial for <laughs> yep. the side effects? Yeah, like it's 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 the but it's the world that we live in, and, and it's almost like we're blinded with profits that we really forgot. How about we get people healthy first before we make money? Well, and, and I really appreciate the I appreciate the standpoint and the sort of the, the viewpoint that, that you have with this where, you know, there are lots of people, I think, who are very reactionary who say, you know, no pharmaceuticals, no drugs. And the fact is that, you know, some of those things are really good and they're really valuable and there are medications that help people. But the idea of making it so that it's being directed by the needs of the of the person and not the needs of the drug company and not the needs of the profit of the shareholders, I think, is is fantastic. It's 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 scary. I mean, it's uh, there's doctors out there, man, who 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 really want to use this tool and really want to advance with this tool. And and just like with anything, there's competition, and there's people on the other side of the field for you know for right. for their motivation and their and, and their self gain or whatever have you. But hey, you know what I like to say is is let right prevail and let's just continue to you know to work hard and make sure we put these tools in the right people's hands and. 
And I, and I think, you know, in two to three years, you know, the word pharmacogenomics and you know, buccal swab testing, it'll be a more talked about term and it would be it would be more mainstream. And I think all of America might have a personalized test at some point in life, you know, and, sure. and it's just I mean, it's, it's a good way to go. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you have companies like 23andMe and, you know, yep. Ancestry.com. They're doing swabs to get, you know, people's backgrounds and things like that. But but to have a test that basically gives you your genetic makeup for any foreign object that you put in your body that's supposed to make you better, I think it kind of gives the patient, for the first time in the history of medicine, a shield, something to fight back with, something to say, hey, doc, you know, I kind of want to go with this. This is my body. This is my DNA. And I, I kind of want to be here, you know, and this is what I want to trust and do, you know, because it is me. And I, and I know how I feel when I take this pill. It makes my stomach hurt. Right. And that's different than all your other 200 patients who's taking this pill. I right. might be the exception. Right. And we're fighting for the people who are the exception. Well, that's uh, that's amazing. And uh, so if people are interested in finding out more about this, should they is a, is a Google search for pharmacogenomics the, the best place to start? You can Google search me. You can email me if you have any questions. My email is dposey, that's D as in dog, T as in pup. Paul O, S is in Sam, E is in Echo, Y, at physician, with no S, cs.com. So deposey at physician, cs.com. You can email me with any questions if you're interested in having a test. If you have insurance, that's perfect. The test will be free for you. Um, let's talk. Let's, gain it. let's get to your personal medicine future in your hands. Hit me up. That's that's awesome. Well, we're we're just about out of time. Um, I want to mention that uh, people can follow you on Twitter, right? At dpo8. Yes, our Instagram at, at dposey underscore. And uh, um, anything else? I mean, it sounds like you're pretty busy. Uh, you know, being a professional athlete, and you've got a two year old son. Uh, you've got this, you know, this great foundation pocket full of posies. So if anybody's in the Cincinnati area, um, you know, and you've got a kid who's interested in football and you're interested in food, check that out. Um, the pharmacogenomics product project sounds amazing. Anything else that you're uh, you're working on? That's, unfortunately, that's all I can actually handle. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot. Uh, and, you know, I, I just want to add one last question, one follow-up question for you, which is, um, you know, where do you think, uh, you know, where do you see yourself in, say, you know, in 10 years? Um, you know, do you think, you know, after, is, is your life after, uh, after professional football sort of moving into this pharmacogenomics stuff? Or do you think, uh, you know, training younger players, that kind of thing? I, I believe my... Uh my future after the game, I was a communications major. Um, and some things I'm working on, I'm working on some projects with, uh, with a buddy from college and a few other colleagues. Uh, I want to I wanna create sports shows, but I want to do sports shows that connect with, uh, you know, humans and sociology and basically humanizing the game, just like our conversation was today, being able to show different perspectives and just put people in shoes and kind of leaving the show open-ended. So like a 30 for 30 but just with theories and, and sort of different things that happen in history or trends that are going on. And, and honestly, you know, uh, that's what I really would like to go to work for every day. But pharmacogenomics and pocket full of posies, those are my passions. I love doing that stuff. And I don't really look at that as work. So when you say work, I can see myself working on, you know, some sports shows, you know, or using my communications degree in some form or fashion if I'm you know, blessed enough to do so. But I don't really call that stuff work, man. I, I'm a, hopefully I do that stuff till I die and reach back and help younger athletes and, and guys and you know lead them in the right way. And uh, I hope that's that's my life mission right there. 
Well, uh, fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk with me today, and I'm sure that uh, you know for for those of us who uh, who don't you know necessarily follow the Canadian Football League, it sounds to me like actually we'll be hearing a lot more from you, Devere, in the future. I hope so, man. I hope it's bigger than football. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure it will be. Uh, Thanks, everybody, so much for listening to Feast Your Ears today. Uh, Big thank you to Kristen Baylor, who's my producer here, David Tattashore, who engineers this show every week. Uh, You can find Feast Your Ears as well as lots of other great shows at heritageradionetwork.org, on iTunes, and on Stitcher. Uh, Please take a moment to like this show on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever else you happen to listen to it. You can always reach me via email, harry at thebrooklynkitchen.com. You can follow me on social media at the foodballer and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.